Wondery Plus subscribers can listen to the CBS Evening News ad-free right now. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. If I asked you how many subscriptions you have, would you be able to list all of them and how much you're paying? If you would have asked me this question before I started using Rocket Money, I would have said yes. But let me tell you, I would have been so wrong. I can't believe how many I had and all the money I was wasting. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over 500 million in canceled subscriptions. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. That's rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. Rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. This episode is brought in part to you by Audible, your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Audible has an exclusive collection of thrillers from best-selling authors that will keep you on the edge of your seat. Like James Patterson's first audio-only thriller, The Coldest Case. Experience stories like never before, where every chilling detail is brought to life by captivating sound design. Plus, as an Audible member, choose one title a month to make yours forever. And now, new members can try Audible free for 30 days. Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. Tonight, a wildfire disaster in the West. More than 14,000 fire crews battling blazes across 12 states as extreme heat and a mega drought fuel dozens of life-threatening infernos. Wall of flames. Raging fires now burning out of control from California to Alaska. Homes and businesses torched as families are forced to flee the unrelenting heat. Too much for firefighters as temperatures in some areas top 100 degrees. Dangerous Delta surge. New infections of coronavirus skyrocket up 100% nationwide in just one week. The new highly contagious variant now blamed for rising hospitalizations. As doctors warn, the tidal wave of new cases is putting millions of children at risk. Ballot box showdown. President Biden blasts new state voting restrictions, calling them 21st century Jim Crow laws. While in Texas, the governor threatens to arrest Democratic lawmakers after they flee in protest. Warning signs. Documents reveal concerns about that collapsed condo building stretching back more than 25 years ago. Tonight, the emotional funeral for a mother found in the rubble. And the moment a U.S. flag was found intact. Unable to get away. From high gas prices to overflowing hotels. Why millions of Americans in need of a vacation aren't able to book one. But you need to know to plan a last-minute escape. And remembering Charlie Robinson, the beloved actor who wasn't a household name, but showed up on all of your favorite shows. This is the CBS Evening News with Laura O'Donnell, reporting from the nation's capital. 
Good evening and thank you for joining us. We're going to begin tonight with that dramatic and deadly outbreak of wildfires now burning across much of the West. A dangerous combination of extremely hot weather and dry brush caused by a devastating drought is now fueling what is rapidly shaping up to be the country's worst and most widespread fire season ever. As we come on the air, 14,000 fire crews wearing heavy protective clothing are battling the flames while enduring record-breaking temperatures from yet another stifling heat wave. From Arizona to Alaska, California to Colorado, nearly 70 fires are now raging across 12 states, putting a strain on the planes and heavy equipment needed to beat back the flames. And tonight, with untold homes and businesses destroyed and lives shattered, there's growing concern the fires will soon chew through power lines, putting the electric grid at risk. CBS's Lilia Luciano is going to lead off our coverage tonight from the scene of one of the worst fires near California's Yosemite National Park. Good evening, Lilia. Good evening, Nora. There are more than a thousand firefighters at work right now, and it's 105 degrees. It feels even hotter than that, which is not just uncomfortable, but it takes a toll on firefighters at a time when they are needed the most. It is a brutal battle on the front lines. Conditions so extreme that these Northern California firefighters barely escape the flames. Yeah. Yeah. See all that flying in the they pull away, knowing there's little they can do. I know this house is gonna take. Homes, memories gone. In the parched western U.S., flames that seem a safe distance away can suddenly get way too close. This fire is picking up very fast. Wind is changing direction, and there are embers that are spotting and starting smaller fires on this side of the road. This wildfire near Yosemite National Park threatens the town of Awani. It's just really high stress worrying about how far that fire is going to come because yesterday it was just right up behind us. In Oregon, the bootleg fire continues to rage out of control. Now at more than 200,000 acres, it's the largest in the U.S., burning an area the size of New York City. From space, you can see how much smoke is pouring out, not just from the bootleg fire, but also several others, leaving much of the West blanketed by smoke, along with the relentless heat. The Yosemite Valley reached up to 114 degrees when the river fire broke out. Are you adapting to the frequency of these fires and the longer heat? Absolutely. It is becoming a new normal. It's been so frequent and every year it's when is it going to start, not is it going to start. We just wait for when. Crews are hard at work right now, putting off smoldering hotspots like the ones we're seeing here. They have to work fast before the wind peaks within the next few hours and once again threatens homes and structures like this one that we're seeing here, Nora, that at least it's still intact. Wow, Lilia Luciano, thank you. And tonight, public health officials are sounding the alarm, saying new infections of COVID are exploding nationwide, fueled by the highly contagious Delta variant of the virus. This is very, very important. The surge is happening so fast in parts of the country with low vaccination rates that doctors worry that millions of children are now at risk. Here's CBS's Omar Villafranca. Tonight, COVID cases have doubled nationwide in the last week and are rising in 47 states as the dangerous Delta variant spreads across the U.S. The CDC says most of those infections are in people who have not been vaccinated. We're seeing resurgences now. 
And we are not seeing that uh, people who are vaccinated are at high risk of uh, infection at this point. Today's comments come after a meeting between Pfizer representatives and top U.S. health officials on a possible booster shot. Israel has already begun to distribute a third Pfizer dose, but Dr. Anthony Fauci says it is not needed now. You really do have to examine why you're talking about a booster for a fully vaccinated person when we have so many people in this country who are not vaccinated at all yet. Just relax. Less than half the country is fully vaccinated, including Mississippi, which has the lowest vaccination rate in the country. If someone chooses not to get a vaccine, Mm -hmm. what decision are they making? To get COVID. Plain and simple. No vaccine, you're accepting you're going to get COVID. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's really where we are. Hospitalizations in Mississippi have more than doubled since the beginning of July, including 12 children in the ICU, 10 of them on ventilators. 85% of all new cases are linked to the Delta variant. Now, the state is sending vans to reach everyone who wants a vaccine, like 67-year-old Kelvin Smith. What made you want to do it now, finally? Well, it's getting bad. The shot here comes with a pep talk from the clinic's operations director. You're doing the right thing, because I'm telling you, this Delta variant is no joke. Of those 12 children, four are being treated at the hospital behind me, Two are on ventilators. Dr. Bryan says the state is also facing another health concern, worn out health care workers bracing for the next surge. Nora. Oh, my goodness. Omar Villafranca, thank you. Well, tonight, new voting restrictions in Texas are on hold with Democratic lawmakers blocking passage by hunkering down 1,500 miles away here in Washington. And President Biden is speaking out forcefully against Republicans who've already changed election laws in more than a dozen other states. CBS's Nancy Cordes reports from the White House. We must act and we will act for our cause is just. Speaking with unusual fervor in Philadelphia, President Biden accused Republican leaders of embracing autocracy. They want to be able to tell you your vote doesn't count for any reason they make up. Since President Biden defeated Donald Trump last November, legislatures in 17 states have passed 28 laws that make it harder to vote. We'll be asking my Republican friends in Congress in states and cities and counties to stand up for God's sake and help prevent this concerted effort to undermine our election and the sacred right to vote. Have you no shame? Even as he spoke, dozens of Texas House Democrats were fanning out across Capitol Hill one day after they fled the state by private jet. We're hoping that um, Congress would understand the urgency. Without them, a special session of the Texas legislature ground to a halt today. The motion fails for lack of quorum. Holding up a vote on a GOP bill that would scale back vote by mail and give more rights to partisan poll watchers who could intimidate voters. The bill would also criminalize drive-through voting and other measures aimed at easing voting. It doesn't make voting more difficult. Texas Governor Greg Abbott threatened to arrest the fleeing Democrats when they return. And he said stalling won't work. I will be calling special session after special session after special session all the way up until Election Day of next year if I have to. And Nancy joins us now from the White House. You know, the president today called the fight against voting rights the test of our time. What about those Democrats who say he's not doing enough? 
That's right, Nora. And they say that because as emphatic as the president was today calling for sweeping voting rights legislation, these activists and progressives argue that Congress is simply not going to have the votes to pass that legislation unless the Senate changes its filibuster rules. And that is something that the president has been reluctant to embrace, at least so far. Nancy Cordes at the White House. Thank you. And we want to turn now to Surfside, Florida, where today the death toll rose again at the site of that collapsed condo building. A one-year-old girl is among the victims confirmed dead. And we're also learning more about warning signs and documents about the building from more than 25 years ago. CBS's Manuel Bohorkas has the new details. As crews make progress at the collapse site, hazards remain, like this fire sparked by a crushed car's gas tank. We've now moved over 18 million pounds of concrete and debris. The investigation appears to be homing in on the concrete slab that supported the pool deck. A newly revealed construction permit from 1996 said it needed concrete structural repairs to seal 500 feet of cracks. At the site, rescue crews uncovered a U.S. flag intact, a symbolic moment in the search for victims. Among the newly identified, one-year-old Aishani Patel, who died with her parents, and 40-year-old Cassie Stratton. Her husband said she was on the phone with him the morning of the collapse and said the building was shaking before the line went silent. Since day one, we've been following the family of 65-year-old Judy Spiegel as they held out hope for a miracle. This isn't a normal situation that we're going through and a normal grieving situation. This week, they received the news that she'd been recovered. Today, they gathered under a thick gray sky to say goodbye. A statement from her three children says, while this was the absolute worst news in the world, we are happy that we have been reunited. Manuel Bohorquez, CBS News, Miami. Well, not far away in Miami, demonstrators are once again showing solidarity with Cubans who staged a rare protest on Sunday against the communist government. One group stopped traffic on the busy Palmetto Expressway today. South Florida is home to the largest population of Cuban-Americans. Sunday's protest in Havana was the largest in decades. Cuban police have been out in force to prevent any new demonstrations. This as people in Cuba struggle with a lack of food and vital medicines. And there's growing concern over the situation in Haiti, where rival groups are vying for power after the president was assassinated last week. Well, now we're learning one of the suspects in that killing may have had ties to the U.S. Drug Enforcement Administration. CBS's Mulalenghi reports from Port-au-Prince. Tonight, sources tell CBS News that a suspect in the assassination of Haiti's president was once an informant for the DEA, though they deny any involvement. Joseph Vincent, a Haitian-American from South Florida, worked for the DEA on and off for years. Former DEA agent Mike Vihill has experience using informants in Haiti. Well, normally they're criminals. I would say the vast majority of them come from criminal organizations. They're unsavory characters. The gunmen claimed to be DEA agents during last Wednesday's attack shooting President Moise 12 times. Haitian officials are saying he was also tortured. An autopsy showed his arm broken and one eye gouged out. With the country on edge in the wake of the assassination, a U.S. defense official tells CBS News a dozen Marines have been sent to the U.S. Embassy here in Port-au-Prince to beef up security. This as new questions arise about the man at the center of the investigation. 
We need a new leadership. Haitian police say Christian Emmanuel Sanon, a failed businessman from Florida, hired the 26 Colombians and two Haitian Americans to carry out the attack with his goal to take over as president. Haitian professor Michel Planchet told CBS News that Sanon told him last month that he was on a mission to replace Moise, that Moise would be resigning soon. But a former associate of Senon said that he'd never get involved in an assassination plot. I don't believe he has anything to do with it. Uh, he seemed to be a gentleman with a good heart and very good intention for his country. Well, after years of a lack of government transparency, many people here in Port-au-Prince say they are skeptical of the police's version of events. One Haitian official in the prime minister's inner circle told me today that the FBI remains on the ground here, helping with the investigation, Nora. All right, the mystery continues. Molalengi, thank you. Well, tonight, new evidence that America's economic rebound comes with a hefty price. Consumer prices were 5.4 percent higher last month than a year ago. That's actually the biggest increase in 13 years. One eye-popping number, used car and truck prices shot up 10.5 percent just in June. That's the highest one-month jump on record. And we should say it's not just vehicle prices. Americans desperate for a vacation are finding the cost of getting away is going through the roof. I've heard it from friends. Here's CBS's Jamie Yukis. And you designed it? Yes, I did. Jade Towery runs her own Airbnb and says her bookings are finally resurging, a result of high demand and low supply across the industry. I hear that from my guests. Yeah, it was hard to find places. It's not in enough out there. Meanwhile, hotel rooms are returning to pre-pandemic pricing of 36% on average. In terms of people trying to get deals on hotel rooms, is that even possible right now? Not anymore. You should have taken advantage last year. Juan Bravo is in charge of revenue at the W Hollywood. He says the entire industry is struggling to hire back employees laid off during the pandemic. We're running hotels at 100% in speed. We'd 60 or 70 percent of the staff. We saw a lot of people in the industry and start exploring alternate career paths. Travel across the United States is booming and busting wallets. Gas is averaging 314 a gallon, the highest it's been since 2014. In some cities, it's over $5 a gallon. Rental car rates are up 86 percent. And air travel? You have airfares going up at the rate of about 10 percent a week. There are some coach airfares in this country now they're actually more expensive than business class fares going to Europe. CBS News senior travel advisor Peter Greenberg says travelers are also dealing with overbooked and canceled flights. It's a perfect storm of bad planning, staff shortages, and pent-up demand roaring back earlier than anybody thought. You put those three things together, the summer is nuts. Here at LAX, air traffic is up more than 600% since last year. Experts say if you want to avoid crowds and those higher prices, you might want to plan your summer vacation in September. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Bite. 
Tonight, newly released dash cam video shows a tanker truck exploding into flames on a highway near Detroit on Monday. The driver hauling 14,000 gallons of gasoline and diesel fuel lost control and crashed into the median. Police say he escaped with minor injuries. Well, there was a serious plane crash in California. A twin-engine Cessna crashed into a house in Monterey, setting a fire that briefly spread to surrounding brush. No one was believed to be home at the time. It is not known what happened to the pilot, though one police official said the crash was not survivable. All right, the primetime Emmy nominations are in, and the royal drama The Crown and Star Wars-inspired The Mandalorian are tied for the most Emmy nominations each. Two dozen each, M.J. Rodriguez, star of the drama series Pose, is making Emmy history as the first trans woman to be nominated in a lead acting category. The Emmys air September 19th right here on CBS. Tonight we're remembering the actor Charlie Robinson who died Sunday. He appeared in some of TV's biggest shows, most notably as Mac on Night Court. Why does this junk always have to be dumped on me? Now this could take hours and I got tickets to the Jets game tonight. Robinson performed for half a century on the stage and screen, beginning in the 1960s in his hometown of Houston. His credits include more than 125 roles in movies and TV, including the CBS sitcom Mom and the TV drama NCIS. Charlie Robinson died in Los Angeles of complications from cancer. He was 75 years old. Tomorrow, what's behind those empty car lots and higher prices? What you need to know if you're buying a car. And if you can't watch us live, set your DVR so you can watch us later. That's tonight's CBS Evening News. I'm Nora O'Donnell. Good night. If you like the CBS Evening News, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at Wondery.com survey. I've been a reporter for more than three decades, and along the way, I've been talking to myself in notebooks I've carried in my back pocket. They've captured thoughts about life, parenthood, death, friendship, and more. I'm John Dickerson, and I'd like you to join me in figuring out what these 30 years of notebooks mean in my new podcast, Naval Gazing. Each episode, we dig through the piles of notebooks that I've been collecting, and from their entries, try to sort out what makes a life. This collection of audio essays is available wherever you get your podcasts.